lined up the top stars from Hollywood and from all over the world to entertain you on a giant screen with the two colorful motion pictures you've been hearing about and reading it's about. It's showtime, folks. Enjoy the show. We're delighted to have you with us. They're driving theater. You'll find something to please you to add to your evening's enjoyment. He's pleased to bring you our Fifi feature presentation. Station. Yo, everybody, what's going on? It's Monday night. It is January 10th, 2020, 2022. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's still January. It's a new year. You're tuned into the Drive-In Speaker Box, where we talk about movies and Hollywood and TV shows and all this kind of stuff. And I'm your host, Bo the Boom Operator. And I am Slick Doggy the Grip. And uh, shout out to Vince real quick. Yo. Oh, yeah. What's up, yeah. Vince? Already over there in the Twitch uh, chatting us up. And we do know uh, it's apparently like a sports night. There's like a championship. Hey, thanks for the uh, resub there, oh. Vince. Um, championship sports ball a thon. He's think, a winged up and comer. He got, oh, yeah, he unlocked the up and comer emote. Congrats, man. I don't know anything about this sport, so I don't know what the Wii thing is. Well, what, what? I mean, I think I think the Dim Hogs are in a championship or, or something, a finale of, of sportsman athleticisms and point mm-hmm. gatherings. Um, so, yeah, the, the, there's a pigskin brawl tonight clashing amongst nachos and chicken wings and football-o-ramas and um, I don't know. So I, I had a couple of our viewers be like, hey, man, I'm not going to make it to the show tonight. Just letting you know because uh, there's the games on and have a good show. And I was like, it's cool that they're letting us know. You know, I mean, we love our we love our viewers. I'm, I'm um, so removed from the wild, wild, wide, wide world of sports that it's, uh, yeah, I had no idea. Yeah. News to me. So whether you're watching sports ball, you're sitting at home, you're on a treadmill, you're hot boxing in your your Ford Festivo with your friend, uh, listening to our show. However you're listening to our show, we thank you. Um, whether it's now or in the future, but uh, don't forget to like and subscribe. Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, all those yeah, fun things. Hey, you know what's more fun than uh, real sports? Sports and movies. Sports and movies. Like Rudy? So exciting. Yeah, Rudy or uh, The Replacement. The, the Longest Yard. The Longest Yard. Uh, Rocky movies make boxing look so Fun exciting. And, and not concussive. <laughs> um, well, no. Rocky's constantly hitting the face. No, so no, because in Rocky, hear me out. Like, the thing about the Rocky movies is he gets increasingly more intelligent the more he's beat in the head over the course of, like, these six movies, right? Like, in the well, first one, he's like, hey, I'm going to so do it. And the, then by the sixth one, he's like, I just really don't think boxing's no, something that's not I need true. to do. So the climb up to four, yeah, you're right. But then in five, he kind of plateaus. And then in Balboa, he's back to just being like a, 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 a I got, schlub Yo, again. I got this hat, you know. Yeah, yeah. This is like, uh, I'm going to open up Italian restaurant and get this robot mm-hmm. and life is going to be good. You well, know? the robot's not. <laughs> yeah, the robot's long gone by that point. But uh, and then in Creed, you know, he he's kind of stabilized and and just being a old guy having to deal with cancer. But uh, yeah, uh, Eliza says, remember the Titans. Yeah, uh, Velveteen or Velveteen says Waterboy. Waterboy. Yeah, see, sports movies are better than sports. Are pretty good. 
Yeah, I'm like, what was they the make me excited? Dodgeball, about it is. yeah, Dodgeball's a good sports yeah. movie. Happy Gilmore is a good sports movie. Yeah, it's, but yeah, it made golf interesting. I mean, so fun fact, um, you know, everybody's favorite uh, Arkansas uh, born and raised resident uh, golf pro legend John Daly, <laughs> a buddy of mine's going to be working on a John Daly biopic that's going to be shooting this coming year, and that. That sounds fun as hell. Because I, ma- I can only imagine it being like the Motley Crue movie, The Dirt, but about <laughs> golf. Right. It's, you know? Yeah. Instead of like uh, leather and, and glam, it's golf pants and, and like crazy gr- shirts. Yeah, and like green blazers. And, mm-hmm. you know, one of the best photos in all of golf is of John Daly, like with his beautiful blonde mullet kissing some babe on the green while a naked dude is streaking across like the ninth <laughs> hole and he's just like yeah like that is john daly and it just 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 distilled um at least he's giving us a gridiron gang um you know there's just there's so much in well, the world of sports movies uh well talking about happy gilmore though that reminds me of a uh, an actor in that and that reminds me of some news um, oh well, well, there's a lot of news. There's good well, news. There's there, bad news. The bad news. Yeah. Let's open up with the bad news. Can we do that? All right, guys. Because uh, I got we got to pour a lot out. I brought happy, I, I brought my five year uh, aged play, uh, rum here. Well, it's Barbados rum because we got a lot of pouring out to do. A lot of people died. Uh, but Happy Gilmore uh, co-stars Christopher McDonald, who was in Dirty Work, which brings us to yesterday's passing of bob saget Saget. bob saget man like 2022 coming in hot taking our comedians away so much comedy loss i mean (sighs) here recently i mean we norm mcdonald also in dirty work Mm -hmm. uh lost recently betty white taken right at the new year uh and and now bob saget and uh that's not cool, man. It's not cool. I, I, so this one's going out to Bob Saget. Cheers, pouring one out for um, the 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 filthiest comic to ever be a uh, beloved home dad on TV. Right. Yeah. I mean, afterward, all I thought was, I was like, I gotta watch stand up of his because that's what I grew up on. Most people, uh, especially in in our age group, are like, well, he was Dan Dan Tanner and he, the host of um, uh, America's, America's Funniest, Funniest Home Videos. Videos. Yeah, he he and seemed so wholesome. But but the, I grew up on his stand up because my dad had all these recordings on VHS tapes, and you would watch all these comedians when he would. He was a dirty tell jokes man. for for um, Rodney Dangerfield specials and stuff. And one of the stand up routines I watched last night was him talking about. Um, how he was at Rodney Dangerfield's funeral and he's the one that like gave the eulogy and and he was given a box of his possessions which included like one 10 year old Viagra pill that had like Rodney Dangerfield's initials (laughs) on like the uh, pill casing and stuff and it was just yeah I grew up with with Bob Saget being the comedian Bob Saget not child friendly well, and, and Bob Saget you know despite his his you know full house fame and America's Funniest Home Videos the reason he got to that status is because he was one of, he was a comedian's comedian like you know he had a very successful stand up career but comedians loved him right. so, like celebrities loved him he was he was a legend like have you ever seen the movie The Aristocrats it's it's a it's a documentary about a joke and the aristocrat joke yeah the, um, the joke that he and Gilbert Gottfried are like knocked the, out of the park 
are the only two that can and they're and they're interviewing all of these legendary comedians like my god it is a who's who of just the end all be all of funny business and they're asking everybody about this joke and the joke is really you know there is a a, a beginning and an end but the middle is the punchline because the middle is just how descriptive and whatever and hilarious that you want to make the storytelling right um and everyone's like oh well you know tell us about this joke and they're like oh yeah you know i, I once told this joke on stage and, but almost every single comedian goes but you know bob saget like everybody goes back and talks about bob saget's telling of this joke at some fame you know some other famous person's roast and every single person is like yo but bob saget though and uh he was just known for just being this incredibly fast quick-witted filthy potty mouth oh and yeah i mean his his routines are just nothing but like hit 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 and it's just jokes flying at you and most of them are pretty obscene and you know it's really weird because i think that i'm i'm, I'm curious now that everybody's going back and revisiting bob saget now that he has passed like what part of his old life is going to get revisited by so many like woke ass like viewers well and being like wait a minute my childhood so i, I saw this yesterday right after it was announced i just happened to be on the internet at the right time and, and saw it and and it it hit me pretty hard but and so today uh when it was on the morning news and everything when i was going through my kind of daily routine of checking the day's news articles uh you know they had the clickbait titles and stuff of like Mary Kate and Ashley speak out or they, they break silence is what it said about Bob Saget. You're like, oh, he clearly did something terrible. And then you open the article. It's like he was the most kind, loving, generous person we've ever acted with. Because you can be a dirty, yeah. filthy potty mouth on stage and still be a good, kind person. That's yeah. the way entertainment works, you guys. <laughs> because we're you act. You're, you're creating a show. And I think a lot of people have forgotten that. Um, that you know it is a form of entertainment and guys like bob saget you know they can be on stage and make you just like go whoa but then they're awesome humans and um you know that's a weird that's a it's a fine line that that entertainers have to walk Mm -hmm. um but you know I, i still don't think as of right now there's any other like news of how you know they said that there was no foul play and no drugs because usually when you see a headline it's like but one time he sucked dick for cocaine (laughs) (laughs) which if you know the jokes then uh i I did think i saw one one headline that mentioned reference that uh, yeah from him and was it half baked Mm -hmm. right yeah um, but, uh, but you know, he was found dead in his hotel room in Orlando. Uh, so everyone's like immediately wants to think like, oh yeah, drugs, suicide, murder, you know, but who knows? We don't know. We don't know. He's yeah. only 65, you know, uh, but, but people be dropping right now. It's crazy. Uh, and, and also Sidney Poitier dropped, uh, That's true. but he was also 95. Yeah. I mean, that one didn't hit as hard just because it's like. He is. He's. He's been around forever. Kind of like Betty White. It's one of those things where everyone is a joke. Would have like the Mortal Kombat column, and people would move up, and she was like always on the tier of like moving up the the Deadpool or whatever. Oh, yeah. And yeah, it was like, well, yeah, she. There's no way she can leave, but she's ancient, and yeah, just over two weeks before her hundredth birthday, and uh, all of that. But yeah, I mean, it. It's one of those things there it's older so you expect it but it's still one of those things where he's you know i mean legend gets used too much but it's one of those things where he's uh, an icon of film so he most certainly is 
Um, let's see. Vince and the Twitch guys are saying our connection is really struggling tonight, guys. I, I mean, I don't, we don't control our building's internet, unfortunately, and I can't access my keyboard from where I'm standing to do a speed test. Let me, I can try and do one over here and, and check it. So I'll, I'll take a look, but there's not much I can do. Uh, well, while you're doing that, I'll, um, I'll, I'll talk about some other news that happened, uh, I think as of today. Well, Sydney Portier, I've got to pour one out. Yeah. There you go. Uh, as of today, it was released. Uh, the new Prince of Bel Air reboot, uh, just called Bel Air, um, trailer was released, uh, and it's all drama, no comedy. Um, it's, it's not. <laughs> it's it's not going to be uh, the Prince of Bel Air like you you remember or or want it to be it is executive produced by will smith uh and the westbrook uh production company but it is all drama um you know will or not will um um, what's his name gonna be now (laughs) you know what's this actor's first name that they're gonna use you know but um he gets caught up in like turf stuff gang nonsense getting arrested uh kind of trying to be with the times right now of, of the difficulties for um, black Americans and, and things like that. And that's what moves him to Bel Air. Uh, and then just continuous drama ensues. Um, I, I mean, I don't know how I feel about it. I liked Prince of Bel Air. I grew up with that. And uh, the main thing is, how do you replace Avery Brooks? <laughs> McLean says, so is it a CW show now? So initially while I was watching it, I was like, wow, they're really doing the CW treatment to this. But it's it looks way more intense than that even. Um, it it looks, I don't know, like... Um, it looks like I don't care. Yeah, I yeah, mean, basically. I mean, you know, and uh, in West Philadelphia, born and raised on the playground is where he spent most of his days. Yeah, chilling and, out next. Well, Relaxing out cool, shooting some b-ball outside of the school when a couple of guys were up to no good and they started making trouble in the neighborhood and he got in one little fight and his mom got scared and said, you're moving with your auntie and uncle in Bel Air. And I'm believing that I heard this fight is a little more darker tone. And so he whistled for a cab and when it came near, the license plate said fresh and it had dice in the mirror. And if anything, he thought that, yo, this cab was rare, but yo, man, forget it. Yo, homes to Bel Air. And, um, yeah. And he pulled up to the house around seven or eight and he yelled to the cabbie, yo, Holmes, smell you later. He looked at his kingdom and he was finally there to sit on his throne as the Prince of Bel Air. I'll just let that soak. <laughs> there is an extended edition. I'm not going to bore you with, but, um, yeah, but I mean, how do you do it without jazz? How do you do it without Avery Brooks? Yeah, how it's do, just a how do you make ass. it work when Jeffrey and Carlton aren't comedic characters? <laughs> yeah, who knows? Who knows? Um, internet updates. I just did several speed hey, tests. Hey, thanks, Furious Apology. Oh yeah, thank you for that. Uh, gifted two subs. Uh, shout out to uh, Vern over there, old Mister Garrett Gunderson himself. I got to hang out with him this weekend in Kansas City. I was in Kansas City picking up my shadow pinball, and I stopped by his place of business, and he made me some fine cocktails and showed me a little night on the town. Shout outs to friends and viewers well, and homies. Like a good time. It was a good time. Uh, but uh, anyway, uh, as 
to to our viewers that listen live and watch the the video feed live um apparently we're getting a hundred megabytes ish download but only like less than six uploads so you know that's that's uh that's the internet for you you know you you pay for all this stuff and then they think that you're not going to check because most people don't and they never give you what you actually pay for um that is the secret to um internet service providers it's really really terrible um, I'm getting multiple, like the Google speed test says we're under one megabyte up. The Ookla speed test says we're like getting five megabytes up. I don't know. Nothing makes sense. Um, everything sucks. So there you go. I can't do anything about it. I'll just keep pinging the server and maybe they'll go, oh shit, he's on to us. And they'll increase our, uh, our upload speed. That's the best I can do. So uh, what else is going on in the chat? Uh, Garrett says the CW's over. Um, Vince said he just scrubbed through the trailer. It looks different. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. Well, and Velvet Santa brought up a good point. Why not remake bad TV shows instead of trying to take a good TV show? But well, that's the whole thing is the nostalgia factor gets them a built-in audience, at least for the pilot. And if the pilot can be successful, they get a contract for at least one season and everyone gets some money. Well, that's an interesting topic because not a lot of new movies came out. So we didn't see a whole lot of stuff. So we're going to be chatting with In you. In fact, no new movies no, came yeah, out. It was, it was a garbage week. Um, there was like one. No, there was the Amazon the three five five. Oh yeah, you. And uh, well, here's the interesting thing: is it did absolutely abysmally at the box office, and 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 here here's here's the you know going to because there's a couple of viewers out there that are like, oh, a movie's got to be amazing to get me to go see it in the theater. Um, so you know, I know who you are, Velvet Santa. And uh, but 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 here's the thing: is is the pundits and the studios and the execs and the number crunchers are going? Well, we put out three five five, and it's not based on any intellectual properties or any sequel, prequel, reboot, mequel, whatever's, um, and it didn't make any money. Therefore, we probably should never, ever, ever do this again. And uh, studios are already talking about how terrible this new movie that's not based on any comic books or franchises or novels or pre pre-existing fan base um is not making any money and spider-man's continuing to make money and so now they're signing on andrew garfield to make more spider-man they're like well we can make multiple spider-man movies all at the same time we could do this one and this one and we can put out 17 spider-man movies that are exact same movie with different spider-mans and make all the money because people are idiots and gonna go see the same shit that's the same and, thing they do with the comics you have sensational spider-man the amazing spider-man spider-man venom anti-venom what Whatever short miniseries Carnage was doing, and then spinoffs and Black Cat, and yeah. So I mean, why not do it with? And the they're going to do it because they know that you're not going to go buy a comic that you've never heard of. You're not going to go see this movie that you never heard of. You're going to go. I'm going to go wait and see if maybe it hits Netflix, so I don't have to put my shoes on. And then, well, and it's the thing about it is, yeah, it's going up against Spider Man, which has uh, all of that going for, and the three generation of movie uh, nostalgia, but then it's one of those things where it's something where people want to experience it. They want to be able to talk about it with their friends. It, it's hyped up beyond belief. Uh, and then it's at a time of year where you have bad winter weather. Everyone's cold and having a hard time. No one's wanting to get out to do anything because you're nice and warm in your home and it's in the negative outside. It's below freezing. You're having I'm, a bad time. You don't uh, get out there. There's flooding in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, there's tornadoes tearing up Texas, all sorts of things like that. So 
yeah, why risk it to go out and watch a movie um, when you can just go see Spoder Boy? That's right. And, you know, it makes it easy, and they know this. Uh, you know, they absolutely know uh-huh. this. Vern asked how many Howard the Ducks are there. Unfortunately, there's only one Howard the Duck movie that I'm aware of. How many comics are there? Oh, uh, not that many. I think there's like 40-something issues, maybe 60. But there's a couple of giant size and annuals. I have one Howard so the Duck. So what, what is... Okay. I have one Howard the Duck comic that's like that big. I was about it's to like say, what is a giant size? Like what, I mean, I'm, It depends on the decade. I, don't, I mean, I don't know these things. Dude, I had one friend uh, growing up. He was obsessed with Howard the Duck. He got every issue and every appearance of Howard the Duck. So all like the random Was his name Hake Jowl? <laughs> no, his yeah. name was Joe. Um, okay, okay. No, his name was Joe, last initial K. Uh, maybe he'll watch this show. Uh, so shout out to uh, Joseph there. But um, no, he, he was obsessed with it. And there for a while, uh, yeah, he told me, everything about Howard the Duck because uh, he had all of it and I was really jealous uh, honestly because I thought it was so cool but he got all like the She-Hulk and Micronaut comics and everything like that <laughs> that uh, they made appearances in and uh, <laughs> Vince hit foreign film Giants <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's funny um, I, yeah I just you know I, I was into comics ish I was into the storylines and all the trading cards I thought you know all the characters are really cool and I followed a lot of different stories on I was really into the tick which was an odd comic to be into as a as a kid no way um, rules. yeah but not a lot of people knew about the tick I mean that's kind of my thing um but you know um it is what it is but uh, going back to the the original point is you know when we don't we, we we vote for our dollar and i've said this i've said this a lot on the show over the years and i did increase i did decrease the bit rate of our video streams so um hopefully it'll not be hiccuping as much because we're not broadcasting in hd so there you go um but you know i've said this a lot on the show that with the you know, we vote for with our dollar. You know, when 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 audiences get really really mad at Hollywood and they go, "Oh, they're not making enough movies with inclusive, you know, casts," and you know, I want to see more wheelchairs in action movies, and you know, all this kind of stuff. And it's like, look, you know, yeah, we all do. You know, um, you want to make more money? Sure, we all do. But uh, it, the the thing is, is we're never gonna see it unless we pay for it. And so when you know a, a Hollywood studio goes, well, you know, we made the, the the greatest you know um hand uh, wheelchair action movie you know that we could we could we got the cast we got we cast real wheelchair actors and you know we did this thing and we're gonna put it out in theaters this summer and I'm sorry that I'm throwing wheelchairs under the bus but um but it's well a, but that is one of those a, things it's yeah. one of those things you know and. But then they're like, the trailer comes out, and it's like, wheelchair heroes. And you're like, da-da-da-da-da-da-da, wheelchair heroes, starring person you've never heard of. And then you're like, I don't, why would I, who wants to see wheelchair I've never even heard of that actor. And, and then no one goes and sees it. And it takes place at like 1200 BC and doesn't make any sense. Right. And, and, yeah. and, and then nobody goes and sees it, and Hollywood's like, well, we just wasted $10 million on that, so we're not going to do that again, guys. But, you know, when, it's, you know, know another relevant example is parasite you know um parasite's not a movie that would ever be made normally in hollywood studios and it wasn't it was a foreign movie and 
it somehow managed to break the barrier here. Not because it's that much better than a lot of foreign films that are out there. It's just pretty good. And then it got popular in the word of mouth, and then we got it here. But people wouldn't go see it. It was in theaters for six solid months. And people could go see it, but they're like, I don't know. I'm not going to read subtitles. But then eventually it was like, well, it was cool, but it was way later. And not all movies can go through this litmus test of, you know, uh, being in theaters for six months before everybody finally figures out that maybe they want to go see it. It's like, go see it. Then we'll get more of that shit. And, you know, that's the only way we're going to get more of diverse stuff is if you pay for diverse stuff. Not wait for it to hit streaming three months later. Not pirate it on the internet. But to get your ass in the theater, pay a ticket, and go get that box office numbers up. Because that is the most trackable way to see that something is successful. With streaming, those numbers are not public. Well, and so many uh, so many movies now do that where they're a failure at the box office and then people find out later that they're actually pretty badass uh, and then they uh, they find success from that which is which is a shame because not all of them get the John Wick treatment where the first one failed and then people watched it outside of the theater and like holy crap I gotta have more of this and they're like oh well it was cheap enough yeah we'll do it again but some movies are like whoa it cost too much and we ain't doing that like yeah, if they if they did do wheelchair heroes, uh, and um, you know, uh, it was something that flopped, but it turned out it was sick because it would probably be dope. Like they come together and make like, like a Voltron or a or a Megazord. Dude. Um, you know, something. each different wheel had a different power. Like one could go really really fast. One could like slow down time oh, one could like, like make flames yeah or they one had could, different wheelchairs like one of them was in like the basketball competitive one and <laughs> one's in like an electric and one's in just like a standard one and one's really good at doing wheelies or something i mean i don't know now we're just getting out of hand with now this. we're making movies is what we're doing we're <laughs> yeah. we're a writing room but uh but vince says do you think that studios sometimes put out bad things on purpose to say now we don't have to do that anymore maybe he's being a little too conspiracy theory no uh, no 100 pretty correct. sure yeah this, this actually does happen a lot. And, um, you know, these conversations go on behind closed doors, um, you know, because no, no PR firm is going to go, well, we tested this movie and, you know, about a Puerto Rican family, like, uh, learning the meaning of Christmas. And, you know, uh, it didn't do well, so uh, that's it for Puerto Rican movies. Sorry, guys. You know, they, they do shit like this all the time. And they have focus groups on it all the time. And they have web surveys about this shit all the time. Like, Movies are in the business of taking your money. If you if we as a collective audience proved to Hollywood that we wanted to see, you know, Divine sitting in a um um a, you know, a crib eating turds out of a diaper, they no. I mean it happened. It's I know it happened. To John Waters movie. Um, oh, I, which is why I I started shaking my head as soon as he said it because I knew where it was going. But if we all collectively like that's what we want to see oh my god take my money they're gonna go okay well yeah that's what we're gonna make we're gonna make all these movies about turd eating transvestites and um you know i mean divine was awesome in a weird creepy way john waters is awesome in a weird creepy way but nobody was going to give them money for doing what they're doing because hollywood knew that it wasn't a good bet and but if hollywood knew they were going to make a ton of money off that shit that's all we'd have just like that's all we have is Marvel movies is because we've shown Hollywood that we're going to give billions of dollars to see like old movie characters that we hated 
that we on the internet said, wouldn't it be cool if, and they're like, well, shit, you gave us a billion dollars to see Andrew Garfield put on the spandex again? Well, guess what? You're going to get three more movies with this motherfucker. And that's exactly what's happening. And that's one of those movies where everyone's like, oh, I hated them. They're so dumb. And now they're like, oh, you know, like a couple years later, it turns out they're actually pretty sick. Yeah. Yeah. Which um, I've still never watched the second one of those. Of the Andrew Garfield movie? Yeah, with Jamie Foxx. I mean... And all that. I never watched it. That's not bad. Dubstep Electro. Yeah, yeah. but like Mechanical Rhino and all that nonsense. Whatever. I mean, he was so stupid that they didn't bring him back in this one. Uh, Garrett asks, here's a question. How many Air Bud movies are there? Too many. Google it and you're going to be shocked. I'm not going to Google it, but I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess there's probably 11. Um, because the Air Bud franchise um, has now split yeah. into buddies. Not far and, off. Um, There's 12. Okay, so yeah, because because most people don't realize, like, Air Bud's dead. Like, you know, he's died. Um, you know, Golden Retrievers don't live forever. Sorry, guys. Um, but the Buddies, which are uh, a series of tiny Golden Retrievers, and each one of them has, like, a, a cool, they're fun personalities, like the bad boy puppy, and the, like, do-gooder puppy, and the wheelchair puppy, and uh, there's, there's all of the puppies, and they each represent a demographic that they want money from. And, um, you know, they, they churn these things out like crazy. So, oh yeah, two Santa pups. So yeah, there's Dang, like 15 14. of these things. Um, I was close. I was close. You know, those things will. I mean, they're they're gonna keep making red box movies like the buddies. Parents need babysitters, and babysitters in 2022 don't come in the form of wholesome human-to-human engagement and interaction. They come in the form of direct-to-streaming Disney Plus Plus bullshit. Um, So, yeah, a lot of buddies' movies. Um, Speaking of, it is January. There are movies coming out. We should talk about movies. It is 30 minutes into the program, which is when we usually tell you what movies are coming out this weekend. There's only two. Um, But one is wholesome and fun for the whole family, and one is a a movie about, like, people getting killed, and they are both ancient properties that uh, Hollywood thinks are a surefire bet to get our money because they're not going to invest in anything new. So the first movie coming out is, you know... um, uh, I, I mean, I it's Sesame Street. You know, everybody's gotten. You know, we haven't had a Sesame Street movie since like the late eighties. Um, I hadn't even heard about this. So you know, Anne Hathaway, Bo Burnham, Chance the Rapper. You know, we've got Big Bird and Sesame Street friends mysteriously expelled from their neighborhood, which is kind of funny. Finding themselves in Manhattan. I do hope that they got priced out. Like I hope that gentrification was happening on Sesame Street, and all of these wholesome characters had like landlords that were like, "Oh yeah, you know, uh, probably should increase minimum wage instead of me not increasing your rent for any reason." Like, and that's a whole other conversation. Maybe the movie is that the rent moratorium ended and all of Sesame Street got kicked out except for Oscar who gets to remain there because he just lives in a garbage can anyhow. Um, But they team up with a plucky history show host Sally Hawthorne played by Anne Hathaway who's on a quest to save her show and prove that Sesame Street actually exists with obstacles created by the evil mayor uh, with reasons of his own for keeping Sesame Street hidden from the world. But I do hope that it's rent being too damn high. Um, You know... 
that would I think that would be an amazing movie where you know uh, Snuffle Up Kiss and Big Bird and 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 Elmo and the gang. It's like uh, Elmo can't pay rent because he only makes ten dollars an hour. And like you know, Elmo has to do selling cocaine in Bronx to afford rent. And uh, I think that'd be awesome. And you know. I think it'd be really poignant by for today's society because, you know, stop increasing rent, you mm. guys. Like we're kicking, or everybody's gonna be moving in with Oscar. You know, <laughs> if we, if we, everybody's like pointing fingers at the small businesses that are just trying to pay their people as much as they can, but then the landlords are like, oh, the building hasn't changed in a hundred years, and I haven't put forth a single cent to fix it ever. Um, but guess what? Rent's doubled. Give me double the money. That's um, like they're like, where I will live. It's like where I live too, and because it's a historical building, and they're not required to do anything. Yeah, and so instead of going, how about you guys stop doubling our cost of living so that this the the small employers that are trying to pay these people, our money goes further instead of just into the pockets to you sons of bitches. Um, but anyway, that's a whole nother show. That's an, that's another podcast called Bose Soapbox. You can like and subscribe to that on Spotify. I haven't started it yet, but I'm gonna. Yeah, you have. <laughs> it's just intertwined into this one. It is. Yeah, uh, yeah. What are you going to do? Before we're too far away from Vince said that he had Marley and me. Uh, that was the only one he had. And so he made a kid watch it and told him it was the Air Buddies movie. <laughs> and it did not go well. <laughs> what about As, Mac and me? That's yeah. what you should have made him watch. Or like the wheelchair scene. Yeah. <laughs> Going the, back to wheelchairs. The one that Paul Rudd always played on Conan. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That's um, so good. He said it was a, just a joke. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's actually really funny. Like, if all you have is a real movie about dogs where it's like, um, old Yeller, or, or, or do you want to watch a puppy like movie? That. Here's Old Yeller. Yeah, yeah. Oof. I dude, it's still. I can't. I I cannot watch Old Yeller. There's no it's way. Sad. Yeah. You can't watch any movie where the dog dies. You wouldn't ju- watch John Wick for like the longest time. <laughs> you're right. Uh, I remember this. You're like, no, dude. You would go to the website. It's like does the dog or something and check because you're like, I'm not gonna watch this fucking movie if a dog. That's dies. true. I can't. It's it's. I I couldn't do it. I I still have trouble with it. But it was like um, the Call of Duty games and stuff where they brought in dogs and you'd have to like hurt the dogs. I'll just drop the controller, quit playing. I was like, I can't. I didn't touch them for years. Uh, and and same thing. You know, oh, I Am Legend. I've still never watched it. Because, because the dog scene? Yeah, I rented it back when that was a thing you can do. And I sat down with my family because like, oh, I heard this movie's really good. Let's watch it. And we're like, yeah, Will Smith, action movie, sick. Welcome to Earth. It's going to be dope. And we sit down. And then I think my brother goes, yeah, I heard he has to kill the dog. In. And I just <laughs> got up and walked to the back of the house. And I was like, tell me when the movie's over. And, and I never watched that movie just because I can't. It's it's difficult for me, man. I can watch people get blasted away. I can watch the thing. Um, I can watch, uh, you know, Terminator, uh, RoboCop. You know, any action movie. How sick is that? Um, those things don't bother me uh, with the people, but like the thing part with the dog is difficult. But you never really see the dog get hurt. Uh, I don't know, man. It's hard. 
I can watch people get blasted away, but yeah, seeing a dog not the dog because they didn't deserve it. But speaking of people getting blasted away, the other movie coming out this weekend is Scream. It is a sequel to the original Scream film. Twenty five years after the original series um, of murders in Woodsboro, a new killer emerges, and Sidney Prescott is coming back and must uncover the truth. So you got Nev Campbell coming back, you got Courtney Cox coming back, you got David Arquette coming back, you got all these people coming back to the scream franchise and you know i'm gonna go see this movie i'm gonna i'm gonna uh you know i'm gonna give it the college try i'm gonna check it out because i liked the original scream the subsequent screams were you know whatever but the first one you know we've talked about this on the show before the first one did something very unique and i want to say this killed drew barrymore in like the first three minutes which is pretty awesome because like hey here's the biggest name of the movie she's dead this is Wes Craven, I think, mm-hmm. um, and you know, it was it's it's essentially a parody movie about slasher movies from the eighties, right? And it basically redefined a genre by being a parody of a genre, but brought that genre back into a relevant forefront of pop culture in a way that n- I don't think anybody really expected, and. Um, it was such a kind of masterfully done horror movie um, about like, you know, I mean, it's it, a lot of it's a big reference to Black Christmas, you know, the calls coming from inside the house, all this kind of stuff, all these tropes from other other slasher films that roll into this one movie that actually has legs and um, really redefine that entire genre and 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 set a precedent for people in the 90s of like going, oh, hor- horror is, is back. Like there was a weird kind of part where horror only existed on weird VHS shelves in your you know video store there wasn't like big blockbuster horror movies until Scream came back along and was like yo we can make money at the box office with horror again and Scream showed studios that we would pay for it and um, you know I don't know you know what it means gathering the gang back from 25 years and beating this old dead horse or, or stabbing this old dead horse um, have you seen the trailer yeah, we're stabbing an old dead horse. Yeah, there's a new generation, but they're only attacking people that, that are, are somehow relatives of the yeah. killers from the first movie. And uh, so, yeah, the the old gang has to get back together to Scooby-Doo this nonsense. Uh, you know, the only time I've ever liked Scream was when they ended up on the Scream set in Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. And like Wes Craven sitting there, like counting his money and, and it's like... They had, they had like Shannon Doherty or something like starring in it in that version. And she's like, really? You know, and he's like, hey, I'm busy. I'm like, busy. Yeah, just counting. Well, it. you know, if, uh, an interesting, if, you, if you're if you into horror, you're into. Because it was the orangutan in the, in the scream suit. <laughs> oh, that's right. I forgot about yeah. that. Uh, but watch the uh, movies. Um. Uh. What is the 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 the, the on Netflix like the the movies that made us? Oh yeah, um, the one that's all the horror movies. Yeah, there's one uh, about um Nightmare on Elm Street. You know, which is also Wes Craven. Um, really interesting because nobody wanted to make Wes Craven movies until that movie. And um, yeah, you should check it out. It's pretty cool. Yeah, a deformed um, child molester with knife fingers that haunts your dreams. Yeah, sign me up, dude. Money, dude. Yeah. Um, but uh, Velvet Santa asked, did y'all ever reference Scream when you worked at Hastings? Uh, so we both worked at Hastings yeah. independently from one another. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I don't I don't remember. I mean, because you could get on the, the phone and be like, you know, the intercom. Be like, oh. oh, did you answer the phone, Sydney? 
I don't. I never did that. That kind of thing. No. No, I never did that. I just told people that black bars were not a defect and they're not going to have their money back. I told them that a lot. Uh, when I worked at a local movie theater, we figured out the code on the phone to hit the intercom, uh, and we would make yeah, like. Uh, horror movie sounds and noises and stuff like that throughout the movie theater. That's pretty cool. Uh, primarily to freak out the other people that work there because uh, people would be in their movies or it'd be late and there's like one show running or like two people in the theater but you're stuck there until midnight or later and you could go and yeah, freak out the teenagers that work there and stuff like that. Uh, so. Garrett over on Facebook I says... I was a teenager. Uh, he there. also did Vampire in Brooklyn. Yes, oh. he did. Vampire in Brooklyn and Eddie Murphy horror films, horror comedy. Um, one might say a black comedy. Um, just dark, you know, black humor. Um, sorry, that was a bad joke. We're, we're talking about wheelchairs. Um, it's whatever. I've had a lot of rum. And, uh, but Vampire in Brooklyn is a really, really, really great vampire movie. It's um, actually kind of it, scary. It's one of my, up there in the top ten vampire movies in my personal list, Vampire in Brooklyn's one of them. Where's Dracula dead and loving it on that? It's in there. It's like number eight. It's towards the bottom. But uh, Vampire in Brooklyn is a classic retelling of Bram Stoker's Dracula, but with Eddie Murphy in the lead uh, role. With sick hair. Dude. And he plays, he, he pulls an Eddie Murphy. He plays a whole bunch of different roles. It's pretty awesome. Um, if you've never seen Vampire in Brooklyn, it's a great October watch. I mean, you know, you take it with a grain of salt because it is goofy. Um, uh, but, but it's it's scary <laughs> movie, though. It is. It is. Because I remember it being movie. on TV when I was in a hotel room and I was the only one awake and I couldn't find the controller and i couldn't turn it off but you get scared pretty easily having a bad time yeah Yeah, you get spooked out pretty quick well you try being in a motel where there's just access to the outside right there in the window and you're the only one awake and you got friggin' vampires like a vampire's gonna like murdering like float up to your window and be like jake come to me be in my arms and enter the darkness jake (laughs) you know you think that's gonna you think that's gonna happen to you no yeah Jake is gonna be Antonio Banderas, like from Interview with the Vampire. Jake, come to me, Antonio Banderas. You're vampire. doing like a very what we do in the shadows. <laughs> it's like, a, come into my embrace of warm darkness into my yeah, world. I'd want to be Let like me suck your bearded blood. No, I don't want to be like Vampire Hunter D or uh, or uh, the tornado mouth? type guy. Yeah, like get. Get turned, but then use your powers to be like badass. You just want to be Blade. No, Blade's dumb. Like comic book Blade's not dumb. Vampire Hunter D is way cooler. Vampire Hunter D is pretty awesome. In the pantheon of like vampire people, uh, D is kind of badass with his like hand that gives him sass. Mm-hmm. Like D is like the only person in the history of ever that could be like talk to the hand and like <laughs> it like work out because he's got a attitude having demon trapped in his hand that yeah, breathes dude. tornadoes and alucard is badass so. alucard is badass in the castlevania if you guys have not seen the castlevania netflix show it's badass they do a great job with alucard the son of dracula which is a really cheap way i mean like that's kind of dumb it's just dracula spelled backwards but alucard is a total total badass um yeah just, just play symphony of the night man yeah i mean it's just like the epitome of like sexy vampire badass man like whatever. That's the whole thing. So weird. No, it's, it's not weird. So weird. Is it because he has that like forward? No, it's not because walk. of his forward walk. It's because it's, it's just his attitude, his regalia, his long hair, and his, he like, double jumps and his cape turns to bat wings for just a second. 
Yeah, I mean, like you know, uh, Alucard is 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 an interesting character because you know the vampire mythos is an interesting one because what makes it scary is how alluring, uh, a you know Dracula or whatever vampire is to um, preying upon the inner fears and desires and passions of humanity. So what what makes Dracula scary is not that this guy that runs around and sucks our blood or whatever. It's that it's so alluring to want to fall into the spell of this sexy creature that like gets to live forever, be young, like neck on people all the time, like, you know, to have people take their titties out, like, you know, it's just like Dracula gets to suck and fuck you've, for an eternity. You've been playing way too much of No, the, I've been reading the novel. Like that's what the book's about. Like and and the sad tragic part is is like, oh, well, guess what? Living forever kind of sucks and also you have no soul and you have a pact with the devil and, you know, and and it's like you don't realize this curse until you've already got it and that's what's scary because everybody wants to become a vampire like you look at every vampire movie watch what we do in the shadows Guillermo wants to be a vampire so bad but the fun like the interesting sort of you know love triangle is that that uh you know Guillermo wants to be a vampire so bad but uh Nandor won't turn him because Nandor actually does care about Guillermo Mm. and you know being a vampire kind of fucking sucks you're alone for eternity and even if you do fall in love with somebody they're gonna probably die in like 50 years and well, you're that's, not that's how a couple of the seasons go that's how the last season ended was with them realizing the immortality blows uh talking about vampire stuff vince asked us how we feel about mahershala ali reboot uh and then Vern said blade isn't dumb you're dumb uh <laughs> so the things on that is I want to know when this Morbius movie is finally going to come out. So they delayed it again. Uh, it was supposed to come out next month. but Talking now they, about Spider-Man spinoffs. It's coming out the first weekend in April. So we're uh, we're getting pushed back again. Like, I don't know why so, they won't just release shit in January and February because nothing comes out. If they're going to bring Blade back to theaters and likely have him as part of the broader MCU... Uh, I need to see where this Morbius movie is, and I need those characters to interact before I know how I feel about either one of them. Uh, And at some point, they need to interact with Spider-Man. I feel like they're delaying it to make an end credits bump stinger to tie it in to the success of the Spider-Man movie that they did. Because, I mean, think about it. Think about it. They had the perfect release date. It was a slow window of time. Nothing was coming out to compete with it. You know, Top Gun isn't out yet. Like, you know, Spider-Man's made all the money. Everybody's got fat spider boners right now and they want more spider verse and it's they're like okay 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 morbius how do we how do we maximize money and that's why they're taking time so it's since morbius is being being made by sony is blade a sony thing or is it a marvel thing i want to know more about that i haven't really looked into it because i've never been huge on blade or anything like that uh but with Andrew Garfield coming back, are they going to interact with him since he's a more adult, mature Spider-Man? Or would they interact with a Tom Holland who's in his 20s and will forever look like he's a teenager, uh, which is why they cast him to be so? Um, because I don't know that a Tom Holland Spider-Man up against uh, some actual adult-looking adults would come across well on screen at all. Uh, but you're going to have to have these characters interact because they're they've never been able to stand on their own. Blade until the movies was not a uh, 
standalone type characters. Comics were never like the most popular thing in the world. Uh, and, and Morbius is always like spinoff character. So to your uh, question, uh, Blade was released by New Line Cinema. New Line Cinema, over the course of the past several decades, is now merged with Warner Brothers. And Warner Brothers, uh, I believe, um, who did Warner Brothers make a deal with? I think Warner I th- Brothers owns DC Comics. Right. Uh, so, I mean, Blade owns Warner Brothers. Uh, or, or Warner Brothers owns Blade. And I think that maybe Warner Brothers has licensed Blade to Disney. Remain, uh, or they keeping him independent of Disney. Well, I think, so I think that they're trying to make a similar deal that they made with Sony because Disney was like, hey, we own Marvel, but you guys own characters that belong to Marvel and we are running out of characters that people give a shit about and since you guys have already made movies back before, we would take chances on things like that uh, and you did it first, so we're going to go ahead and offer you money to let us use the names and likenesses of these characters so we can get a cut of this, but hopefully uh, you guys will also profit from this and now Sony He's got Disney by the balls, which is kind of fun, and I love it. But I don't know the ins and outs of the deal that Warner Brothers made with Disney about Blade. Because Blade is a really interesting character because it's it it it's got a crossover. <laughs> Blade is the crossover of all these properties that are owned by other other companies. You know, because Blade enters the Spider-Man universe. He enters the Avengers universe. Like he he kind of comes and goes through different different universes and he, he his character unlike the Fantastic 4 which is who owns that? Is that Sony Fox. Fo- Fox, but so they got that in the acquisition of Fox. Um and who cares about the Fantastic Four? But, oh, hey, hey, oh. ho. Don't talk about Mama Grimm's blue-eyed boy like that, bro Chacho. I'm just saying they're never going to be able to make a good Fantastic 4 movie. I don't think it's going to happen. But anyway, uh, Fantastic Four was a pretty decent movie, guy. I mean, you're not wrong. And there's parts of Fantastic Four 2 that was pretty good. You're not wrong. And then they... Uh, we just weren't ready for they it. They did a, a remake where they were like, oh, yeah, they're like a multicultural, weird, adopted science family where everyone is super intelligent and they're sent to a weird world where doom becomes part of the other dimension. Stupid. It was stupid. In the comics, what was Doom's like? uh, His comic book origin? No, Doctor Doom's like the Latvian uh, president dictator. Is it Latvia? Yeah. Okay, I thought so. And the whole thing is that he's from a uh, Romani family with money. So he has. He's like an evil Batman. He has gypsy powers. uh, So he has magic. We can't say gypsy anymore. I know. That's why I put it in the quotations, and I said Romani the first time, dude. Spotify can't hear quotes. Well, I'm being correct you about. Gotta say it. air quotes. It's they. It, you can't just say gypsy all willy nilly in 2022. Well, they said it in the 60s comic, man. That's the point of it. He had, he had powers from his Romani upbringing. He was a magical Romani man, but also scientifically intelligent, and he combines his European Romani traveler magic. vagrant magic <laughs> with science and blows himself up in an experiment despite Reed Richards protest in their dorm room and scars his face and becomes the evil Dr. Doom um, 
so that's his real origin. So in the Fantastic Four movies with Chris Evans, uh, and uh, or it's the guy from Nip Tuck that's the bad guy. Yeah, yeah. Doctor when Doom. it when it's him, the origin of him being on the space station and all that stuff uh, is not bad. It's a pretty good reimagining of how Doctor Doom can become Doctor Doom, getting his powers with the Fantastic Four rather than easier just to explain being a dude that scarred himself in Reed Richards' uh, dorm room because he thought he knew science but had his math wrong one time. Uh, so that's, you know, there's that. Well, what, hey, I mean, ultimately, Blade is going to be interesting. And I'll do some research, and I'll report back next week. So what, what were you, you, you had? Well, a, I was just going to say, while we were talking about, uh, you know, dark things and horror things and whatever, uh, everyone knows that we're fans of the uh, macabre mistress of the dark and movies. Cassandra Peterson, Elvira. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, I, I was reminded today that I got a couple of really sick things uh, for uh, Christmas uh, that I'd wanted to show off, including oh, oh the, the book, uh, the new Elvira book, which has a lot of super cool pictures in there. Uh, my favorite of which, if I can find it, oh, there was one with her, her and Vincent Price. That was pretty cool. Yeah, but there's one in here with her and Wilt Chamberlain. Oh, the one that also has her boobies out. Yeah, I can't show that on on stream. Just know that there's some cool pictures. Forgot about that. But then also. I got this salt and pepper shaker. A booby salt and pepper shaker. Yeah, how well, about pretty that? cool. Are you gonna so, Are you gonna leave it in the package, or are you gonna put salt and pepper? Yeah, in it? I don't have a dinner table, so I have no need to have salt and pepper shaker out in the world. Uh, so it will remain. Get in to the shake box. them titties. But, uh, you know, we talked about uh, voting with the dollars and things like that, and there you go. There you go. All right. Well, uh, let's go ahead and <laughs> books. They still make those. Uh, yeah, a couple of them they do. They do. Let's uh, let's wrap it up with the box office roundup for this week because uh, we can and it's kind of interesting. So we're going to give you guys the box office roundup report from January seventh through 9th this last weekend, twenty twenty two. For those of you that are counting, we hit it. Uh, Velvet Santa said Michael <clears throat> Chiklis was awesome as a thing. You are right, and if you watch any of the behind the scenes stuff, that is because out of all of the people they cast in comic book movies, he was a fan of. Fantastic Four and Marvel you Comics. Always cast fans, uh, and just cast like Henry him. Cavill in The Witcher, like cast fans. Yeah, uh, and and Michael Chiklis was awesome as Ben Grimm because he knew the character, he knew how to do the part, and I don't know if you can find a better person to be uh, Ben I, Grimm I, I in agree. a live action. I'll so. agree with that. And also, Vince says salt and pepper sticker for your Arby's. Uh, speaking of Arby's, Arby's is launching a new spicy chicken sandwich oh. uh, that's coming out through February third, and it comes with a free vanilla milkshake. Oh my it gosh. is. Uh, because it's that spicy. It's that spicy. I need it. So they did market research saying that uh, many, many customers in the United States complain that uh, fast food uh, uh, establishments that say things are spicy are not actually as spicy. And so they're like, well, this one fucking is. And it's called the Diablo Dare. Well, need and, it. And uh, it's going to be coming out here Dude, very it's, soon. It's and as it spicy and they give you milk. They you give, be doing the poo-poo. That's right. And they say that it's so spicy. It's like five layers of spice. There's like ghost pepper, jalapeno pepper habanero pepper, oh, pepper, pepper. Like and uh and it has like a habanero bun cheddar bun but it comes with a villa milkshake as like a disclaimer it's like yo dude get ready uh vince says eat it on air uh, you, we do too much i will that. we do too much look at what else i was given for christmas 
Is that an Arby's gift card? It's an Arby's gift card. Oh, hell yeah. I like how you got that in the wallet. But anyway, the uh, box office roundup for January 7th through 9th goes as follows. Number 10, House of Gucci, still out there. Seven weeks in release, bringing in just over $616,000 at the box office. So far, bringing in $50 million at the box office. Number 9, Licorice Pizza, uh, seven weeks also in release, although half of it was limited release, bringing in... $981,000 at the box office. So far, bringing in $8.1 million at the box office total. Uh, you can check out our review on that on previous episodes. Number eight, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Somehow sticking around the top ten in its eighth week in release, bringing in $1.1 million in the box office. So far, bringing in $125 million at the box office. Number seven, West Side Story, bringing in $1.3 million up against uh, a five-week release. So far, bringing in $32.1 million at the box office. Number six, Matrix Resurrection. almost forgot that movie came out. $1.8 million in the box office right there. Three weeks has brought it in $34 million. So after my review of that movie, uh, I did see a sick meme that says, uh, you know, uh, shout out to, or the best part of the Matrix was, um, oh, crap, uh, uh, Lawrence Fishburne and the dude that plays Agent Smith. Oh, that that dodge that bullet. Yeah, yeah. It's like mm-hmm. the two of them dodged that bullet, uh, and it was Matrix Resurrections. And that was pretty funny. They so. did. Number five, American Hugo Un- Weaving. Hugo Weaving. Yes, uh, American Underdog. Number five, two point three million dollars in its third week in release from Lionsgate, bringing in eighteen point six. Number four, The King's Man, uh, bringing in. $3.2 million in its third week in release, bringing it up to $25 million domestically. The number three movie is The 355, opening up at the number three spot with only $4.6 million at its opening, despite coming out in over 3,100 theaters nationwide uh, from Universal Pictures. So $4.6 million, not a good opening, considering Sing 2, uh, which has been out for three weeks, brought in the number two spot with $11.5 million uh, in three weeks, bringing in $108 million at the box office. And the number one movie, again, for like four weeks in a row spider-man no way home bringing in another 32 and a half million dollars like that's insane it has brought in over 668 million dollars at the domestic box office uh in four weeks it is well into the billion dollar club i mean it's almost in the billion dollar club domestically which is insane and that's why we're getting andrew garfield's spider-mans are probably going to try and talk toby mcguire into it again even though he's way too old now um but no way you can always you can make something work there well i mean if uh it can just hit be him going my back i mean gee i you know like we were talking about when we reviewed the movie you know if if willem dafoe can still be green goblin 20 something years later and be a physical role and he's like a hundred um you know toby mcguire can too but that's what we're gonna get we're gonna get more of that stuff because we're giving it billion literal billions of dollars so uh there you go but anyway that is the box office roundup for january 7th through 9th 2022 that is our show for january 10th 2022 and we will be back next week um i'm gonna probably try and see scream um are you gonna go watch sesame street you know what I just might actually. I like Sesame Street and Muppets movies and stuff like that, man. I have it well. Generally, uh, there's been a couple of Muppets movies here recently uh, that have been uh, a little questionable. Yeah, but uh, you know the older ones, the classic ones, the ones that's like, yeah, that's a good movie. I like those. Well, all right, guys. Well, thanks for tuning in. Sorry that our internet wasn't faster. I'll try and uh, message the landlord and try and not get our rent doubled just because our internet's slow. 
But uh, we will be back next week. We will catch you guys on the flip side. We'll be talking movies. Don't forget to like and subscribe and uh, tell your friends and do all that kind of fun stuff uh, about the drive-in speaker box. So anyway, I'm your host, Bo, the Boom Operator. I'm Slick Doggy, the Grip. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you.